welcome to the Help Club for Moms devotional podcast. We're so glad you're here, and we're praying for you to encounter the wide and long and high and deep love of Jesus Christ every time you listen. It's going to be a great day. Establishing a life-giving routine in your home, written by Deb Weekly. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for my dear one listening today. Oh Lord, I pray that wherever she is at, wherever she's listening from, Lord, she would feel your presence and your love and your joy. God, I pray that she would feel that with Jesus, there's always hope and that you love to be in the details of her life, even creating a life-giving routine for her family. Lord, you love helping her to create a Christ-centered home and to raise up her children for you. And so, Lord, we just invite you into this conversation. We pray that you would teach my my friend who is listening something she would learn uh, and remember for the rest of her life. Come Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 31, 27-29 She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And for the podcast, I added the word saying in there just because that way you know that he's speaking and he's saying that many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I love this quote by Charlotte Mason, and it says, The habits of the child produce the character of the man. Once upon a time, I was a mom with littles, and I remember how much fun it was to have young children in my home. It was a sweet and precious time in my life. As I was praying recently, I felt the Lord guiding me towards sharing about a life-giving routine that leads to a more peaceful and joy-filled home. When I speak of a life-giving routine, I do not mean a rigid schedule. The type of routine I am talking about is more like a rhythm. A rhythm feels peaceful, not controlling. It allows for illness or a friend coming over to play. If the family has the chance to go to a movie together, the children can stay up a little later and enjoy some family time. When we rule over our schedule, instead of allowing our schedule to rule over us, we can enjoy spur-of-the-moment fun activities, knowing that the schedule will return to, to normal in a day or two. A rhythm helps you enjoy your life and the moments God brings across your path. It also helps your children feel safe and secure when they know what comes next and what to expect within their days. Here are a few tips for your family on how to establish a life-giving routine in your home. Number one, mornings in your home should be pleasant. Greeting your children with a smile and telling them that you are glad to see them creates a joy-filled start for their day. Put worship music on in their rooms as you wake them and tell them, This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I love that that little song, that scripture, and it's from Psalm 118.24, and it says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And on a little side note, I still, I used to sing to my children all the time, and I sing to my grandchildren all the time, and they love it. And singing just lifts everyone's spirit. So 
I love having that idea of having worship music on in their rooms. You could put some type of a speaker or something and just push play when you wake them up. So help your children learn to love mornings from a young age. As with everything else, you set the tone in your home. Make sure the mornings feel joyful. This may be challenging if you have been up all night with a sick child or couldn't sleep for some reason. In my experience, spending a few minutes with God first thing in the morning, even when I was tired, helped me to be a better mom. Time reading the Word, praying, and committing my day to God equipped me to enjoy my children and accomplish all God had for me that day. Number two, to help your mornings go more smoothly, set the breakfast table the night before. Make sure you have what you need to enjoy a lovely meal together in the morning, even if it's simple. Be sure to pray with your children for their day and read a little devotion from the children's Bible. It's a great way to start the day. And by the way, I love this Bible called the Picture Bible. It, we have, I don't even know how many copies we bought, four of them. I mean, we read them so much they fell apart. And so it's called the Picture Bible. It's beautiful. It's word for word scripture. Okay, number three. After breakfast, if you take your kids to school, do so while listening to a fun kids worship CD in the car. We made it a point to listen to only children's worship music or books on tape in the car when we drove with the kids. And of course, when they were teenagers, that changed a little bit, but we were, we wanted to hear what the music that they liked and we played the music we liked, but we, we often criticized and, and when I say criticized, meaning we looked at it from a critical perspective and a worldview perspective when they would show us a song or something. So we did listen to some secular music and it was always really good conversations with our children. When we dropped off the kids at any activity, we would tell them to go mad, which means go make a difference. Doing this helped our kids to be mindful that they could make a difference for the kingdom of God, no matter their age. Number four, if you homeschool, make sure your school hours are spent with as much prayerful peace as possible. In our home, we read a lot out loud, but that didn't mean our kids were simply sitting like little cherubs at the kitchen table while mommy read. (laughs) No, we gave them delicious tea and hot cocoa as well as many crafts to construct while I read to them. Legos, knitting, sewing, puzzles, Play-Doh, or watercolors. We made sure to allocate a budget each month for trips to Hobby Lobby for the kids. Both of our children are extremely creative to this day and have fond memories of our reading time. Number five, have a quiet time in the afternoon. When our children grew out of their naps, we gave them the choice to sleep, read, or listen to an audiobook in their rooms for an hour while I rested in my room. Our daughter says that those were some of the best homeschooling times and that she loved that hour of resting and reading great books. Our son would quietly play with Legos in his room and listen to Adventures in Odyssey. He loved this time as well. And on a side note, my daughter, who now has three children who are very young, uh, said to me, Mom, I know now why you had us go to quiet time every day. And I said, why? And she said, it's because you wanted a nap. And I said, you got it. (laughs) So I always rested. I didn't just work and work and work while the kids were sleeping. I definitely rested. And I think that's important. Okay, number six. Make family dinners a priority. Establish a regular time for family dinners with no TV. Carve out time to eat together, even if you have sports or other activities. And make sure to ask questions of each other in order to get the conversation going. In our home, we always ask the question, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Or we would ask something like, 
high-low, which meant what's the best thing and the most challenging part of your day. These questions helped us connect with one another and to linger at the table a little while longer. The dinner hour should be a sweet memory of your child's life. When dinner is over, everyone helps pick up and clean, put on some fun, active music, and dance around the kitchen together as you clean. And we didn't have this problem when our kids were little because we didn't have uh, cell phones, but no one has their cell phone at the table during dinner time. And even now, I'm so proud of my kids as adults. They may have their phones out, but they don't look at them during dinner. So I think that that's important that you just have peaceful time together. And maybe you could figure out a way if you want to start a no cell phones at the dinner table routine, you could figure out a way to have a prize or something. So everybody puts their cell phones in a basket before we sit down to dinner. And then for every night that everybody does that, you you have a little calendar and maybe you go for ice cream, like you make a little sheet or something that you could call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you could go out for ice cream after that, but you can call it something fun. Like when we did, we did these things for our kids called the get along gang. And when our kids would get along for several days in a row and not fuss with each other, we would go out for ice cream. So it's just a good idea. Okay. Number seven, if you have babies, begin to gently establish a consistent bedtime routine. I know there are a lot of schools of thought out there, but schools of thought out there, but some of my husband's and my sweetest memories are rocking and singing our babies to sleep. Looking back, if we did contribute to negative sleep habits for our babies by rocking them to sleep, the fact that we felt very close to them and they, and they to us overruled this little habit of uh, maybe with a little bit of lost sleep. But as with everything else in Help Club, you do you. If it works better for your babies to lay them down instead of rocking, go for it. Do what's best for your family. You can sing to your baby as you change diapers and while you feed them too. Also, be sure to have realistic expectations for your baby's sleep habits. Don't get angry or grouchy with your baby because he or she is not sleeping like your friend's baby. This is a big deal, guys. Let it go. I assure you that your children will outgrow getting up at night. Be like Dory from Finding Nemo and just keep swimming. And continue to be consistent, knowing all things take time, and soon your baby will outgrow the need to wake up at night. Number eight, create a fun bedtime routine for your children. Be sure to begin bath time and bedtime early enough to where you can take time putting your children to bed. The bedtime hour should be one associated with the sweetness of spending time with mom and dad. In our home, we read countless books to our kids at night. Randy even read... Uh, children's science encyclopedias filled with pictures to our daughter, Christy. As a child, science was her passion, and she is now happily employed as a software engineer. They also read through all of C.S. Lewis's children's books. And for our son, my husband would get these, it's called Make Magazine, and he would read through Make Magazine with him at night. And it was just like these monthly publications, and I think you could probably still get them. But we would read it out loud at night to our son. And our son is so creative. He's always making something. He He's just so interesting and it's really fun. Okay, number nine. Let your kids listen to fun books on tape after you tuck them in. You will You will need to account for this in your bedtime routine. We put our kids to bed 20 minutes earlier so they could listen to their favorite CDs, such as We Sing Bible Songs, which I love those. Both of our children gave their lives to Jesus while listening to that, and my oldest granddaughter gave her life to Jesus listening to We Sing Bible Songs, and they're now available on iTunes. Classical Kids Collection, 
This is kid-friendly stories from famous classical composers, Adventures in Odyssey from Focus on the Family, Your Story Hour, and this is, it's, it's really cool, and it's Uncle Dan and Aunt Carol tell a variety of stories from Bible stories to American history stories. And we homeschooled our kids, and I would always write down the time that they were listening to Your Story Hour as history, because... They were so enthralled with your story hour. They loved it and they learned a lot. And number 10, don't sign your kids up for too many activities. One per child is plenty. Resist the urge to schedule every moment of your child's life. Trust me, it's not worth it. A child needs time to simply be a child. Blessings and love, Deb and the Help Club for Moms team. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for my dear one listening today and Lord, I just love her so much, and I just pray that she feels so at home here at Help Club, and she feels like she has a second mom and me and Mary Jo and some of the other more seasoned older moms, and I pray that she feels that she has a place that she feels your presence and your love every time she comes and listens, and Lord, we just pray a blessing over her day, and Lord, that she would know that she that she's your daughter and that you love her and you created her children. And if she's married, you gave her her husband and her home. And if she works, you gave her her job. And Lord, I just pray that you would help her to remember that I've given out a whole lot of ideas, but you will tell her which ones to implement, if any. Lord, you know her better than anyone else. You know her children. And so, Lord, let her take some time to sit down this week and Think about her routine. Think about her life. And is it peaceful or is it stressful? Is she too busy or is it just right? Is there? Does she need to spend more time with her children? Does she need to put her phone away at night when her children get, get home from school? Lord, you speak to her and tell her what to do. And I just pray for all of us, Lord, that we would be faithful with this calling as a mom, that we would be faithful in the calling to create a Christ-centered home and to be a godly wife and a godly mom in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we cannot do anything on our own. Your word says that uh, we can do nothing apart from you, Lord. And so we just want to say, help us to stay close to you this week and help us to hear from you for ways for our family that we can make some changes or add some things. But Lord, we just want to glorify you in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. God loves you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, Mom, have you heard about our new Mothering Kit subscription? We just launched it, and we are so excited. We've been looking at all these moms who have been joining us, joining the subscription, and just seeing what it's all about. We've been working on this for so long, and we've been so excited to put it into your hands. Over in our Mothering Kit, we have monthly help for your heart as a mom so that you can fill up so that you can pour out. We have a whole mentoring platform over there so that we can help you to become the mom that you feel that you're called to be. We also have help for your home so that you can build a Christ-centered home with Christ-centered traditions for your family. We have help for your marriage, encouragement for you, monthly encouragement with reflection questions, and so much more. We have help for your kids. We want to help you in discipling your kids to know Jesus and to love Him more and to walk with Him all of their days. And we also have a whole worship set for you each month, 
our entire subscription is themed and it's really beautiful because you're learning one theme throughout each month and it's going to thread through each part of our subscription. We also have one last thing we really want to tell you about is something in culture that we're tackling, something that's relevant to you and your mothering that you're facing and it's coming at you. And we talk through some of these cultural hot topics that we have to encounter as moms and know what to do and know how to guide our children. So we've added that in there too. And there's more. But if you wanted to just go to myhelpclubformoms.com, you can see what it's all about and sign up for your free 14-day trial. And we hope to see you there. Have a great day.